Professionals podcast, another jam-packed show in store for tonight. I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka with you. As always, Peter Henskem is the man in the hot seat tonight joining us. How are you, Pete? Uh, great, Paul. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Um, we've got a lot to talk about tonight because uh, it's happening thick and fast. The, new, the NRL news cycle never ceases, it seems. Cameron Smith, of course, um, retiring just there and then from origin. So, you know, lo and behold... <laughs> Um, I was thinking he's trade yeah, out target this one week. Of the stories of the yeah, he's uh, missing this week, and I thought, oh, well, might trade him out. Now he's not playing Origin. Uh, I'm not so sure. Anyway, we'll talk about that a bit later on in the show. We've got to get straight to it with the injuries. Not as much on the injury front this week, which is good to hear, although I guess the suspensions, um, uh, again, like when Sam Burgess went down, not, not helping things. Um, but certainly injury-wise, better than it has been. Mason Lenor has gone down with an ankle injury, but he has been named this week, so uh, waiting to see about that one. Um, obviously, Sean Johnson's replacement, Sean Johnson himself, not named this week as suspected. Um, you know, he could still be out for a couple more weeks. Jack DeBellin, he um, is a massive mystery around surrounding his fitness because Paul McGregor was saying that he shouldn't be playing, uh, shouldn't have played last week, basically, um, but he won't say what is uh, is wrong with DeBellin. So obviously Pat just saying he, he's got nothing, not sure what to say to that. That's weird reporting is basically his response to that. Um, Taniela Pasaka, uh, bad luck for the young manly player and, and Sea Eagles woeful run of injuries, continuing an ankle injury, a uh, high ankle sprain, um, starting rehab in, in the next... Uh, I expected four to six weeks out, basically, is what uh, what Pat's saying. And then Alex Glenn, um, he's got a medial ligament strain in his knee. Um, so, And the other one is Payne Haas in that same game, a shoulder dislocation. He put it back in, or he tried to put it back in um, through the game, made a try-saving tackle. It was pretty brave stuff. Pat's saying, look, if it was uh, dislocated without damage... It could be as little as four weeks, but unfortunately, if damaged during the dislocation, it could be surgery and season ending. So uh, that's a big one there too, and uh, four to six weeks basically for Alex Glenn. Um, Danny Fuwalalo was uh, that was announced after we touch base with Pat, but uh, certainly the the way it looks is four to six weeks. That's being reported for him as well. Um, and meanwhile, a couple of others that um, guys have been named this week, Kevin Proctor and Sean Fenson, but we'll be keeping an eye on them, Proctor, with the groin thing, you know, that caused Smith to, to miss a week this week with suspension and Sean Fenson, another one of those dislocations and trying to play on, Pete, pretty brave stuff. But uh, obviously with the elbow, he I guess he could be in doubt this week too. Uh, it looked terrible on the field um, for the Cowboys the other night. He just, just very early, in the, I think it was the first couple of tackles, the second half, and... And yeah, it was this poor offensive was the same part. Of course, it broke his leg in the grand final last year. And yeah, you never like to see those dislocations on the field. They look terrible. And yeah, when they try and put them back in, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> it 
and all those. Uh, injury report is, of course, for Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. If you live in the Sydney region, particularly the city or eastern suburbs, go visit Pat. Uh, he does fantastic work, not just sporting injuries. Neck and back is his specialty. Go and see him and go via the website, our website, because you can get 20% off your first visit. Just go to www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the link on the right-hand side. Let's move on to round 10 now. And Jake Jabrovich and Angus Crichton, two favourites from last year, leading the round this week. Um, Pete, the class is really starting to rise to the top. Now we're getting close to origin time. Yeah, particularly I was really impressed. I had a very close look at the, um, unfortunately, I guess in some respects, the South's uh, Dragons game the other day. And uh, Crichton was really top-notch. He's, you can see why the Roosters have paid big money to get him. And, yeah, he was he was excellent super coach-wise. He's basically everywhere he's... He's combining really well with the Burgess brothers there for Souths. And, yeah, if he stays fit and uh, this year, he's, yeah, he's, could be could be anything going on. He's in great nick. And, yeah, for, for Manly also, Trebojevic, a yeah, great effort against uh, against Brisbane and, and getting a good score up there. It's never easy. And he's really showing, I think, maybe that the, the Broncos forwards aren't as, aren't as strong as they used to be. And you might consider that in future when you're up against them. Yeah, it was an amazing effort. Two tries obviously helping his day. Um, speaking of origin, a couple of guys were fighting for origin berth. Latrell Mitchell for the Blues, Valentine Holmes for Queensland. They were impressing with scores of over 100. Even another a guy who should be playing there for the Blues, Tyson Frizzell, getting in there three figures thanks to uh, two tries, Pete. Yeah, well, that's particularly right. And, of course, what made the difference was that uh, that great intercept one he, he took where he ran 90 metres, so... Uh, to score, I, th- I thought he's going to get a run down for sure, but you know, he's, if he's not the quickest second row getting around, he's, he must be one of the quickest, I think. Um, yes, that was a, a great effort. Uh, we need to mention Andrew McCulloch getting 92. I know you've been a fan of his supercoach-wise for a couple of years. He's certainly coming through now. The only worry, as we said at the top of the show, Cam Smith retiring, I'm thinking he McCulloch could be next man up unless they go for some sort of Ben Hunt or some utility there. Yeah, I, I think that McCulloch is the obvious replacement. This bloke has been, he's been you know, if, he, if it wasn't for Cameron Smith, this bloke would have played 15, 20 Origin games already, I think, and he's probably going to be like, um, I remember a number of years ago, I think Smith was out injured or suspended, and they brought in Matt Ballon, who was the manly hooker, and yeah, he just played out skin for Queensland, and, you know, they didn't miss a beat. And so if I was New South, uh, big New South Wales fans, I think it might be a little bit premature rubbing their hands together, but yeah, I think Colour will get selected for sure. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking, you know, when you toss up between him and Damien Cook post-origin, it's going to be a tough call. They're both supercoach-wise super bringing him in. Um, maybe, for the meantime, you've got to go with that big Coruscant. He made 85 this week, so a pretty good score for him, but um, who knows with Freddie Pete, because uh, he's saying that somebody uh, out of the box will be named in the halves. Maybe it's Coruscant. Maybe he, he can't be trusted either to uh, to be brought in for your lineups in case he gets named in round uh, and miss round thirteen. After all, well, that, that's it. It doesn't sound from 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 uh, from the vibe. It doesn't seem like there's too many New South Wales players who are going to hold their positions from last year's team to this year's. So, and particularly with the halves, there, I think Pierce out injured. Yeah, it, it could be a bit of a mystery, but uh, we'll see. Fiddler's not the only selector, and there's still a little time to go yet. So there's a lot still to still to still to happen. I think between now and Origin one. 
before we move on to this week, we should mention Andrew Fafita playing 80 minutes in the middle. Amazing effort. I hope you already own him because he cannot be unowned at this point. I think we said that last week. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, he's a guy Ryan really uh, talked up three weeks ago on the show. Rising rapidly in price now. Could be one to sneak into your lineup this week before he goes right up in price. He's playing in round 13, which is great. He's back on his favourite right edge, really killing it. So just uh, keeping an eye out for him as well. I'm thinking he could be a top trading target this week. Let's move on to the team changes and um, notable selections from that Thursday night game. Penrith getting back Nathan Cleary. Um, Obviously, just in time for Origin, we'll be watching him too because Harbs, Pete, have been pretty difficult supercoach-wise to get a handle on. Maybe Cleary becomes somebody worth owning um, in another week or two, especially if you're like a Sean Johnson owner. Maybe if you're stuck with Jonathan Thurston. You know, Daly Trevins has been a bit up and down. You know, that, that you definitely got to be looking at Cleary. Absolutely, you do. As you say, it has been tricky, and with the injuries, especially like in the in the 5 role, had uh, Gareth Woodup and Cody Walker probably been two of the best, but yeah, the halves, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a very, very tricky position, and uh, yeah, Cleary is an interesting one. Interesting to see how he go, goes against your Tigers um, uh, on Thursday night. What a, what a game, uh, so, eh? Cleary versus yeah, old be, man. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, and it'll be a tough game for him as well, and be up against old, uh, old schemer and Benji Marshall there as well, so yeah, it'll be, um, it should be a beauty. Give you a bit of indication, super coach-wise. Will be a beauty. Um, interesting with Tyrone Peachy. I think we mentioned him when he first went to um, right half. Obviously, now he's going to switch out into the centres. He loses basically all the upside that he had. Look, any given week, he can still go large, but probably what you saw from him last week, for example, is going to be a bit tougher from the centres. Um, Isaiah Yo moving to left edge as well. That means Bill Kickow is relegated to the bench. So what we happened at the start of the year, Pete, how annoying as Kickow owners, you saw him coming off the bench, but then doing well, but then not playing great minutes. And then, you know, such a risk. Uh, we're going to have to go through it again. Penrith not playing round 13. Maybe if you're strongly placed and you don't have a lot of other needs, you could maybe peak time to trade him out even. Potentially, yeah. It's, yeah, he's just, he's just, as you say, it's just not getting the minutes. His quality, and he, he's got future super coach written all over him. It's a bit like, <laughs> a little bit like Figueroa is for Cronulla, I guess. He's, if Figueroa was getting 80 minutes down there, he'd, you know, he'd be probably getting 80, 90 points a time. But as he's not, it's, it's just such a big risk. Um, yeah, we saw it with Tavita Pangai over the last sort of two seasons, basically. Now he is getting better minutes, and voila, he's very super coach relevant. So it does happen. Jai Arrow's been on a lot of people's radars since he first you know, popped up, and he's now finally getting the minutes, and, and what do you know, posting massive super coach scores. So it does happen, but at this stage with Kikau, uh, it's going to be... You're closing your eyes and hoping each week. Speaking of guys that you close your eyes, um, no, Ivan Cleary had a great quote in the press conference last week about Mahe Fanua saying both coaches uh, sort of go on the edge of their seats whenever he touches the ball. Uh, unfortunately for Tigers <laughs> fans, um, he's and super coach owners, he's, he's been late for training, so uh, he's been dropped this week. So <laughs> just another blow for super coach owners at the moment. Um, a lot of us can't take a trick finally a week without a lot of injuries and Cam Smith gets suspended Veal Kickow relegated the bench May for newer dropped for disciplinary reasons uh, Kevin Naguama returning obviously at left centre for that one and speaking of um, of Smith's the play hooker Will Smith got the opportunity for Parramatta last week and actually put up some de- a decent score but uh, he's been dropped back with Cameron King 
uh, taking his place there. There'll be a watch on Nukiora. He's also on the bench. And a deep dive watch for Jamin Salmon. He's been added to the reserves. Bit of a gun um, half or can play um, in the three-quarter line as well. So just just keep an eye on him, obviously. Both Nukiora and Salmon are uh, bottom basement cheap cheapies. Uh, Isaac Luke's back for the Warriors in that same game. But Jazz Tavunga keeps his bench spot over uh, Kyle Lawton, who goes to reserves. Jared Beal. Uh, name for the first time, but only as a reserve for this stage. Brisbane losing Alex Glenn and Payne Haas, as we mentioned earlier. We didn't mention was Jack Bird's also out. Um, so a few a few changes here. A curious move is Tavita Pangai moving to the left edge. Um, probably Sam Dide ends up playing there because he has in the past, but maybe uh, maybe not the way that Bennett sort of jokes around about Dide now. Um, another curious one is Gemahat Shib- Shibasaki on the bench, Pete, who's a winger. Um, so Oates, Corey Oates, could end up spending some time there on, in the uh, second row there on the left edge. Well, that's what he's wanted to do. Um, he apparently went to Bennett and said that uh, during the off-season he said that he wanted to become a second rower and Bennett told him, well, I'm the boss and 25 years' experience and so on. And, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, Mainly because so, they've got Glenn and yeah. Gillett there, but at the moment neither are, uh, are playing. A, yeah, well, that, that's it. They've got so many injuries, and their forwards were a bit... They haven't looked great at all um, this year. And particularly, as I said, last week against Manly, they just got, they just got really got out of a run. And so I guess Bennett's got to try something and maybe put his notes out. Um, maybe in a couple might, uh, might be a good idea. And so it would be an interesting one to, to keep an eye on this young winger. He's got a habit of pulling up these wingers like a psycho hasn't missed a game, I don't think, for the Broncos. So... It might be worth worth a look. Basically, there's there's five of them, and, and I'm just suggesting at this stage, let us do the dirty work for you. We'll update you next week. But the Shibasaki and Margot on the interchange, Contoni Staggs, um, another new a new guy, but a couple we saw in the preseason, George Fire and David Fafita also in the reserves. So Fire probably Fafita is the is the most sort of interesting one. He, he's He's a likely lad and in much in the mould that Payne Haas is. In fact, Fafita, in some ways, is sort of even bigger and bolder than, than Haas. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if any of these guys make a splash. We've got to, obviously, you get a couple of games in under your belt before the price goes up. So you've got a bit of time to, to have a look. Um, Victor Radley back for the Roosters, their only change. Gold Coast, uh, getting Nathan Peets back, that's good for uh, Ash Taylor because he's got better ball uh, uh, delivery at a dummy half than Mitch Rain, who can be a bit uh, selfish at times. And certainly we've seen him go Cartwright over Taylor and then last week Brimson over Taylor far too many times in key situations. Jai Arrow back, really good uh, for owners, getting him back this quickly. Hopefully he didn't drop him like I did. Um, anyway, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. Keegan Kripp. Hipgrave's going to be a watch. He gets the start. Um, I know a lot of people are interested in that, wondering about left edge. He's actually been playing a lot of of left edge already via the interchange, and he hasn't really stamped his mark. I actually have owned him from the start of the year. He's quite a tough, uh, quite a sort of tough bugger. Basically, gets involved in everything um, when he's you know when he gets the opportunity. But I just feel like out there, the ball because the ball doesn't come to him. It's not quite not quite his ideal situation um, we really need to see him in the middle I think from a super coach perspective but anyway obviously he'll be a watch, late, watch list 
candidate. He has plenty of potential. Melbourne lose Cameron Smith, so Brandon Smith replacement. Um, we'll note Jerome Hughes on the bench. He's got a high ceiling anytime he gets the call up. A bit high in price just at the moment. Maybe this um, cameo performance by the interchange could be a way to drag down his price uh, for later in the year. Who knows? He might be called on again if injuries hit the storm. Uh, Trent Hodkinson has moved to Manly and he's already been named this week on the bench. Dylan Walker still at 5'8 for now. Tom Wright back to the reserves, so a bit of the kibosh on that. Uh, cheapy at the moment, Taniela Pasaka, Paseca, I'm sorry, another cheapy out, obviously, with that injury. So, yeah, another cheaper guy simply uh, getting named. And Paul Gallen uh, back for the Sharks. Well, he's named. He was named last week but didn't play. Um, so that's, that, you know, something to keep an eye on. And then we've also got Reese Martin named 13. But we saw him, or we said last week he would play right edge. I don't know why, Pete, maybe Jackson just likes to wear 11. But at the moment, Jackson's playing in the middle and Martin's playing right edge. Martin's a must-trade in uh, this week. Score a 51 last week after his big debut the week before he scored a try. Um, You know, he he can do a little bit of everything. We'd love to see him kick goals as well because he has that ability. But, uh, you know, probably one of the better cheapies we've seen uh, this year. Absolutely. No, he's a a quality player. And, you know, I watched that Para-Canterbury game very closely. And, yeah, he... He's a he's a good young player, as I said. He's got a decent offload in him. He's got I don't know, you know. I had made comparisons to players, but he sort of remind me a little bit of Tamalolo. Not quite as big, but he's just got that sort when of he powerful started. running style. And got the, yeah, got the ability to get the ball away. So, and it, it does have an impact on Jackson as Jackson went off after, as you say, played in the middle and and ended up playing. I think he went off after about 27 minutes or something the other day, mm. so, which has been unusual for him. It's I wonder if Pay's thinking, you know, Jackson's best chance of staying in origin is if he's playing in the middle, part of that middle third rotation because New South Wales are so stacked with sort of second rowers. He wants him sort of playing as a third forward and maybe can nab a bench spot that way and just sort of showing... He said, wow, selectors, look, this guy's capable of that, playing in that rotation. Yes, he comes off after 27 minutes, but his work rate's still typical Josh Jackson. He still, you know, puts up a bunch of tackles, and I think he ended up with 50-odd super coach points, so not a bad outing, you know, um, for, for anyone's sort of middle third standards. Um, just need to talk a little bit about origin tradings before we get to uh, predict best for this week and then in your tweets a lot of it will go through in the tweets but we should um just say again we just i know we've talked about it a bit on the show already but those teams playing in round 13 north queensland Parramatta, newcastle souths the roosters the seagulls the sharks and the tigers now you probably want at least 13 going into there of guys are actually playing um off you know, so you're looking at obviously those eight clubs and people that aren't going to be in origin. Some of the good names to get in. Manu Ma'u is um, playing really well for the Eels right now. He's moved into the middle third, speaking of, of what Josh Jackson's done. A uh, similar thing for Ma'u. I think um, he's such a he's such a live wire. Whenever he gets the ball, he's hard to bring down. And the Parapack's been pretty dreadful this year. So I'm thinking that, um, that, that Coach Brett Arthur's trying to get a spark by 
bringing Mo in the middle and, and getting a higher work rate out of him and maybe some of the other forwards going off the back of some of his strong runs. So certainly he's going to be an interesting one. You should already own Tamalolo. If you don't, you've got to maybe make some moves to free up enough cash to bring him in because that round 13 game, he's going to be critical, as is Andrew Fafita from the Sharks. Um, the blow with Fanua for the Tigers, but you probably um, uh, he probably be back next week. Sam Masters is another guy from there who you'll want. Um, uh, there's a cheapie on, he should be on your watch list this week. Going into this week, Jack Williams, potentially pick up next week as well, but it will depend on the injuries and origin. If Wade Graham might be back, but then he could play origin. Scott Sorensen, we see where he's at. But certainly Jack Williams, if he can um, get a game in round 13, he could be useful because he'll go up in price if he has another good game this week. Um, uh, Souths, an up and down a player for them has been Cody Walker. Certainly very good most of the year, but then the bad game against St George. But a lot of teams, Pete, do struggle against the Saints um, because they are pretty much the toughest to score against super coach wise week in, week out. That is true. Listen, I was really amazed. Like I'm a, 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 Cody Walker's been pretty good at, at super coach this year. As I said, he's had his up and downs, but he's had you know 80s and 90s and so on as well. So, But yeah, I was amazed. Like the only picked up 18 points this week and you think well was he on the field at all um mm. unfortunately he's had some off-field uh problems with the passing away of his mother so that might have had some effect on him as well but he as you say with coming up against the dragons he's um they are hard to score against but geez i would have expected more than 18 points i must admit yeah, just a terrible score. Gareth Widdop wasn't much better, but we expected that with Angus Crichton. He's shut down pretty much every left half uh, all year, um, so we expect Widdop to come back next week. Walker was probably a little bit uh, more disappointing. It was probably expected to get a more closer to a par score, but we do know the Dragons. You know, you're not going to. You're unlikely to get above your average when you play them. Some manly players of note, um, Tom Tabrovich, DCE, and Apisai Korosau, they're all on the cusp of origin selection, um, but we don't know if they're going to get named. So if you own any of those guys, you can hold them at this point. You're holding Jake Tabrovich anyway because he's that good. But I'd say after last week, he's definitely going to be picked for New South Wales. I don't think there was any real doubt of that. It's more whether he plays 13 or off the bench. And uh, finally, the guy I mentioned earlier in the show, Lachlan Fitzgibbon from Newcastle. Obviously, Caelan Ponga should already be in your, your team. But um, Fitzgibbon is, an, is another one from the, from the Knights that could be very handy to own as of this week. So he's probably... Well, if, you've, if you've already got Fafita and Tamalolo, Fitzgibbon's probably next on the list. And in fact, considering how much he's due to go up, he may even sneak out Tamalolo just purely if you can't afford Tamalolo yet because um, you get Fitzgibbon this week and try to make some cash because Reese Martin's the other guy you've got to bring in right now. Uh, let's move on to the uh, predicted best for this round. Um, interesting to see against the Titans a guy called Connor Watson, our largest predicted score. We know Cameron Munster put up 90 on the weekend against um, the Titans. Pretty much a half will go large every week against them. Um, Connor Watson, he's got some ability to go big. I'm not sure if he's going to go quite quite to that level. I'm probably looking at Caelan Ponga. Fullbacks also do very well against the Titans. He's the fourth. Um, he'd be right up there too. Damien Cook, um, he's just going from strength to strength, Pete. He's I guess the only question is, does he start um, for the Blues or, or, or is it a combo with Cameron McInnes? Because this guy has been sensational all year. He has been in great nick. Um, 
it's a big question, and I think it was partly answered on Sunday against the Dragons. Actually, I thought Cook was the, was the more impressive of the two. Like they're slightly different players, but gee, I, you wouldn't want to be Queensland trying to defend this bloke coming quickly out of dummy half. I think he's he's excellent out of dummy half, and I think he's I think he's going to be a must. I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's not picked. Um, Reese Martin, that guy we just talked about, third highest in the predictor. We saw Tarpany and Whitehead doing very well for the Raiders against the Sharks. Pretty much every week, um, edge forwards have really dominated Cronulla. Um, I'm not too sure what's going on there, whether they're running at the halves. I mean, I know Matt Moyle and, and Chad Townsend, you know, they're not the biggest guys. And, and obviously even their centres um, are probably not renowned for defence. Jesse Ramian, a, a rookie, and... and um, Ricky Latelli, who's, you know, he's been around for a little while now, but certainly um, not really not really known for his defence. So maybe there's there's something going on there, in uh, certainly to raise up Martin. Um, so if you bring him in, you've probably got him straight into your 17. Uh, Fitzgibbon, another night, um, you know, Newcastle, it should be high scoring. They might, Gold Coast could win this game. Uh, they could hit back, but I'd still say Newcastle got some points in them. Um, regardless of, of the end result. ESAN Masters has got a nice uptick against the Panthers. That's an interesting one because obviously usually um, Penrith are quite tough to score super coach points against, so there's a little bit of an interesting one just him playing out at right centre. Um, might be targeting the weaker left edge. I guess James Maloney defending there. We know that he he's misses a few tackles, and ESAN Marston breaks plenty of tackles and offloads, so that's good. For feeder, Hess, Arrow, Madison, Harris, all the big guns right up there as well. The price rises for round 12, we just mentioned Martin, but there's some other good ones as well. Um, Tyrone Phillips, although we don't recommend bringing him in at this stage, a very low second round score, so you won't get that second kick you want. Um, Moiaki Futuaka actually uh, for Gold Coast has had a couple of decent games. So he's someone you could bring in if you're just looking to make some cheap cash. Certainly, if you're looking at bringing in Tamalolo for next week or a guy of that ilk and you don't have really much wriggle room in your salary cap, you could offload two mid-prices for Martin and Fatuaka this week and do that. Campbell Graham's another guy who's got a nice uptick. Not as keen on him again, that situation. He could be out very, very quickly. But Fatuaka, a lot of injuries for Gold Coast. I'd say he'll be around for a little while yet, so he'll get another few price rises on the back of this week's one. Uh, the price drops, um, obviously, uh, Billy Slater, what, what comes up must come down. Ben Hunt's in there as well. Uh, Nathan Cleary's first game back, you know, obviously missed most of the game that he that he came back from. Paul Gallen has the similar story there, so... Now they're getting back on the field. Uh, they're likely to go. Christian Welsh, that was uh, a disappointment last week. The sin binning not helping matters, but certainly a guy getting his opportunity to start after that big game in the 90s a couple of weeks ago, and, and he hasn't really followed it through. Um, so if you uh, thought maybe he would be a guy to jump on the back of, and it hasn't been to be. And then you've got um, Tom Trebrovich. Had that one really bad game uh, a couple of weeks ago, so until that disappears, he's going to lose a little bit of money. But realistically, you're not letting him go until we see the Origin teams and if he's named in it. And even then, you may hold him over Origin. And for the high, we go for highest price rise over the next two rounds. Make sure that you download the app. All that information there, and everything is there. The predictor, the dominator. You can get it all on the app, one-stop shop for everything Supercage, everything Moneyball. Um, download it today at the Google Play Store or the app, the app Store there at Apple, or you can go to our website, follow the links, www.supercoachpros.com, Supercoach Pros app 2018. Uh, if you don't have it, 
get it. Get it before Origin hits. Use the Dominator. That's a good one. And use that two-round price rise. That's going to be very important for you as well. Let's move on to the tweets and Facebook messages. And we'll start with a Facebook message by Dean Pickup. I'm trading in uh, Martin for the Goss, Goshevsky, or Nichols. But wanting to know, would it be better to do Kenner for Madison or Jack's to Watson as Jax is bleeding cash. My halves are Moses, Thurston and Milford. My backs are for newer masters, Latrell and Asako. Um, Jax had the HIA last week, Pete. That really cost him. Um, and now he's got a high break even because of it. Um, but I feel like Martin's such a must-own. You've just got to kind of wear that, particularly having three other decent halves. Jax can sit on your bench. It, that's exactly right. I think you know, like I, I think that that Jax is generally a very viable super coach option. But as you said, like last week, you you sort of I know it has has such an impact, but when a player goes off like that and is injured, yeah, well, you hope that he's he's cleared okay training this week and he comes back and it doesn't repeat. That's where the other mm. scary option is with with something like you you had with the H with the HIA. Um, but I personally, I think I'd be sticking with him, and as you suggested, um, maybe uh, keeping him on the bench because it sounds like our, our listener there has got, as you say, got some pretty decent other quality halves as well. His big issue is going to be in the um, centre and wingers because Fanua not playing this week. Um, yeah, you know, Matt, Madison, you know, is definitely definitely one you want to look at. So maybe you can do both. Maybe Matt Martin um, Martin in with Madison also in in the centre and winger position as you double trade. Uh, Craig Clark asks, is it a bad move to go Sione Katoa, the Sharks Katoa, that is, and Lachlan Croker to Reese Martin and AJ Brimson to create cash to get in um, Fafita or Fitzgibbon next week? We just talked about getting those guys in and maybe waiting, you know, having to do that. But um, Fatawaka would be the one, I would say. Um, if you can, obviously, if you've got stuck with Katoa, just trying to get rid of him, I... I I get up. Well, I don't know if he means the Sharks could tell him. He might mean the Pan- Panthers one. And if so, he's starting this week with Peter Wallace out. So probably probably keeping the Panthers Katoa, Sione Katoa, and, but the Sharks Sione Katoa, I think it's safe to move on from. Definitely Reese Martin's got to come in. Uh, Brimson, I'd wait another week. Fatuaka's the, the second in line. And maybe if you really need a centre and winger, it's Campbell Graham. Um, but it's kind of with your nose, holding your nose and eyes shut. Yeah, it's, um, I think that the Campbell Graham, I think it's a good move. He's, um, he's a cheapie at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think he's, he can finish. Producing. Yeah, he's, he's a good finisher. Yeah. It's just a matter of is he, you know, um, when does Jennings and Kenner come back? You know, is when because he'll probably make way, but. Look, well, if he can just well, we heard we heard a long time, and then we heard only a couple of weeks. So, but he wasn't named this week either. So maybe it is stretching out a bit longer than you know, a bit closer to what they originally said. Uh, Tuku Happy asks the most relevant question this round. Probably will Reese Martin see reduced minutes once Tolman is back? Is he a trap? Uh, Pete, not an easy one to answer, <clears throat> but. He's playing on the edge, so I don't think Tolman... Yeah, I, I, yeah, because yeah, Martin's a second row and Tolman's a starting prop. Mm. Um, I, and I I don't know that um, 
Yeah, I, I think you're, you're comparing apples with oranges there. I, I don't think Martin's minutes would be impacted at all by yeah. him, by Tolman. In fact, I with um, with the starting props of well, it's interesting. Clemmer and Woods have been rotated a little bit on the bench. Well, that's the thing. Fowalo started the last two weeks, and now he's down with yeah. an injury. So if oh, Tolman. Tomlin's not back at the moment. He's not even named as a reserve. But if Tomlin oh. hypothetically was back, he'd probably slot back into the starting line and Clemmer would keep coming off the bench. Quite possibly. The other thing is that it was earlier in the year before, if you remember before Tolman got injured, he was sort of a bit on the outer at Canterbury. Uh, he was potentially being shopped around. Uh, there was really yeah. being interested in so and so. I don't think his comeback's going to have a bigger impact on Martin. I think this kid is class and I think he's there for the long haul. Yeah, and Dean Payne needs to start looking forward, not backwards. So guys yeah, like playing Marshall King at, at, at Hooker and playing Martin and some of these other young guys, Tumaga has been getting a go now. Um, he's going to be another one to watch um, going into next week. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't think Martin's a trap unless he got injured. You know, touch wood. You know, he doesn't. Um, Paul Camino asks, Keegan Hipgrave named to start in second row. I've watched all Titans game. This bloke gives 100%. Is he worth a look at 188? Well, I already own him, Paul. I think I mentioned that earlier in the show. The issue isn't how much effort he gives, because I think we're in agreement. Um, I've, I think I've recapped almost all the Titans game this year, so I've probably watched close to as many as you. Um, he just, the ball just doesn't get out there. It's, you know, we've had Cartwright have a go at left half LG there, now Brimson's there, and Brimson's a likely young half, but it's, it's hard to get the ball out that side. Um, when your dominant half plays on the right. And we've seen with Manly just what a difference it makes when your dominant half changes side of the field. So Daly Cher Evans plays right. That's what he likes to play. But he moved to the left to accommodate Dylan Walker, who's an exclusive right side player, usually obviously in the centres. But switching in one to the 5-8th role meant that DC had to move to the left. Suddenly Joel Thompson's going gangbusters super coach wise um, you know, Mitchell Pearce moved to the left this year and the Roost, and the Roost, uh, sorry, Roosters, the Knights outside men had a big uptick. In fact, Fitzgibbon ha- has now been moved to the right since Pearce has got injured because most of Fitzgibbon's upside was tied to, to Pearce because Fitzgibbon is a right edge forward by trade. Um, so he moved to the left largely just to be able to run off Mitchell Pearce. So, you know... Keegan Hipgrave, I feel the way that he plays the game, he needs to be in the middle and he needs to be playing about 40 minutes. And I reckon he'd post 50 supercoach points a week, which is what you want from a guy at his current price. But out on the left edge, Will Matthews, another cheapie, has been a complete dud out there. Bryce Cartwright's done nothing when he's had a go there. Ryan James loses his um, usual work rate when he goes out there. I don't know. At least wait a week. At least wait a week. Um... I'm hoping. Look, I've had him since round one. I would love to see Hipgrave start climbing climbing up, put a bit of money for me, and maybe even becoming a guy I could put in my 17 when these other guys are out injured and suspended. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of, I think, where it's at. TVE asks, hey, guys, thoughts on trading Jax to DCE or Team Maria Martin for buy coverage? Is DCE origin-bound? Is a mature player given Smith's retirement today? What do you reckon, Pete? Um, I don't know. Daily Cherry Evans seems to be really on the outer with Queensland Origin selectors for some reason. Theories abound as to why that is. Maybe it's because he was going to the Gold Coast and then changed his mind, etc., etc. I don't know why. Um, 
I don't think it'll make a difference. I think they'll, as I said earlier in the show, I think they'll go for a genuine hooker. I'd be surprised if it's not Andrew McCulloch with Origin. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna risk putting in someone there like DCE or Ben Hunt. He's low down on the other order, isn't he? Yeah, if, you know, if, you, if a couple of their halves went down injured, touch wood, they don't. Um, <laughs> you, you got Munster, Morgan, and Hunt. Yeah. And then yeah. DCE, really. Yeah, that's and, it. I mean, Milford, you know, is up there. He's probably below DCE right now. But, you yeah. know, by the time those injuries hit, Milford could have some good games. You know, he played game one last year. He did. And so I would suggest that, yeah, there could be three or four ahead of him. So I don't think DCE's going to get selected. I could have egg on my face, but I, I'd be no, I, I, I tend to agree. Jiro Lu asks, what to do with Sean Johnson and is Maloney a sell now with Cleary back? Um, I would say Sean Johnson is going to be hard to hold through this period. Um, if you are holding him for one more week, trying to make some money, maybe you're watching what Cleary does this week. Um, Maloney is probably lo- going to lose some of his upside, I'd suggest, Pete. I would think so. Um, he's played a, a very dominant role since, like Nate, I nearly said Ivan Cleary, since Nathan <laughs> Cleary's been out injured. Um, but, yeah, you would expect that to change again with uh, when... Um, when Nathan returns this this Thursday night, this Thursday night will will give us an indication of quite a few things, I think. And the other thing is, I've noticed in the last few weeks is that Maloney has been caught out in defence a bit too, so I think that has a, a bit of a negative impact on him also. It could be why Kikau has moved to the bench and a stronger defender in Yo will stand next to Maloney. Um, especially with... Uh, well, he got Farre there at left centre. He's quite strong, so that so that would help Maloney. And Farre, yes. Mm. DCE, good buy cover is also what Jiro Lu asks, and back up halfback, or will Hodkinson limit him? I don't think Hodkinson will limit him. Um, I just, uh, we know DCE is a little up and down, but again, playing round 13, most likely, we, Pete and I think he's not going to get picked in Origin game one. It does put him in the in the line. I've had DCE for most of the year, so I'm just sort of going through the highs and lows of, of his games, but he does have a lot of low games in him, but obviously games like last Saturday, he plays the only really, really thing well. I would suggest that with the uh, point with Hodkinson going there is if he does get to start in first grade, which I think is, is imminent, um, you'll never see DCE goal kicking. Yeah, you, you'll lose the goal kicking. But um, mm. does he miss as many as he... <laughs> doesn't help much when they miss more than they kick, does it, from Supercoach perspective? Because no. you lose two every time they miss, <laughs> especially from in front. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boo Boo 58 Bear asks, Hi, gents, love your work. I'm after your opinion. Robbie and Maloney out. I think he means Robbie Rocco and Maloney out for Crichton and Walker or Widdop Martin as a cash cow. Any other suggestions? See the team below. Sorry it's late, just in time, Boo Boo. Um, look, interesting to look at his, at his line-up. I think Martin's a must, so then you, you're looking at which guy... Um, coming in. Widdop's had a few lower games, Pete, but he's going to hit back, you would think. Maybe you're waiting to after round 13. The Dragons have their bye coming up, and then you could get Widdop playing, obviously being an Englishman in round 17. You know, there's a there's a lot to like for Widdop, but maybe just a few weeks away. That's right. And well, I think it's all he's up against Canberra this weekend, too, that have, you know, leaked a few super catch points this year, too. So I I'd expect him to yeah, go, go, go to the app and have a look at the have a look at the predictor and dominator for that one. Raiders uh, left halves against the Raiders. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Although there's no um, 
Yeah, Sam Williams, the alternative is probably even better to run at. <laughs> Just back from injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, certainly, yeah, we, we may be down the road. Walker plays round 13. He had the bad week this week just gone though um, so yeah Crichton we love Angus Crichton we love what he does yeah you can't go wrong with him either um, alright that about does it for the show and and I, and I think the other thing I should say with, with Booby Bear too is you know some of those guys like Fitzgibbon that we mentioned as well um, could be useful so I don't think he has Fitzgibbon either Pete Thank you so much. It's been a, a great show. I've done very well to get it uh, under time because we had a bit to get through. Always a pleasure, Paul. And of course, I am Paul Grissett Capulli G. Thanks so much for you listening. As always, we, you know we don't really have much of a show without all the great listeners and, and Twitter followers and Facebook uh, followers we've got. We really appreciate it. If you don't follow us, if you come across us via the web, get to us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros or Facebook. If you do follow us but you haven't got the app yet, go do it. It's not too late. Origin around the corner, you want it. It gives you so much information. If you're a Moneyball player, you're laughing with it, with all that extra info. At worst case, you get this podcast on your phone as soon as it's recorded. So that's not a bad deal, even if you're not happy with everything else. But guaranteed, you will be everyone. everyone. Uh, All the feedback we get is positive. We do well out of it. Um, So we recommend it thoroughly. And, of course, we will talk to you next week. Um, I am Paul Grisetka. Bye for now.